Hey, I've got a couple of riddles for you today, but those are hard, so start your brain engine and let's go. There was once a magical forest inhabited by elves and gnomes. Since they didn't get along very well, they lived in two different parts of the forest to avoid all conflict. One day, centaurs invaded the forest and elves and gnomes were forced out, running in different directions. Let's follow a small group of six creatures, three elves and three gnomes. They ran west, but unfortunately, they stumbled across a lake. None of them could swim, but luckily, there was a raft. The raft could only carry two creatures at once. Two elves, two gnomes, or one elf and one gnome. So you need to figure out a way for all of them to cross the lake safely. Now, here's the problem. If there are more gnomes on one side than elves, they will attack them. Even if an elf is on the raft, but not in the part of the lake where there are more gnomes than elves, it's still not safe. Can you figure out a way for them all to cross the lake safely? Okay, so here are five possible first steps. One elf crosses the lake, or one gnome, or two elves, two gnomes, or one elf and one gnome. But it doesn't make any sense to cross the lake alone, since they need to send the raft back somehow. So those two options are out. Two elves can't cross the lake together because then the third elf will be left alone with three gnomes and they will attack him. So it's either two gnomes crossing the lake first or an elf and a gnome. So let's go with the two gnomes. So two of them cross the lake and, of course, one of them has to come back. Now what? Two elves can't leave together because the third one is in danger. If an elf and a gnome leave together, then the one who is leaving will be in danger as soon as they cross the river. So two more gnomes leave together, and then one comes back. An elf and a gnome can't leave together because then there will be three gnomes and one elf on the other side. So this time, two elves cross the lake together. Who comes back? Not an elf, because the other one can't be left alone there. A gnome can't go back alone. Otherwise, there will be two gnomes and one elf on the first shore. So, a plot twist. An elf and a gnome come back together. Now, two gnomes can't cross the lake. An elf and a gnome can't go either. So, the two remaining elves go to the other shore together. None of them can now return since there are two gnomes left on that shore. So, a gnome will return to pick up one of his buddies. Then, another gnome will go to pick up the last gnome. But it's not the only solution. You could also succeed by sending a gnome and an elf together as a first move. Here's a graph of how it would play out. But remember, no matter how far you travel, there's no place like gnome. Okay, great job! Now it's time for the second riddle, and this one comes from Esme. This girl often goes for a walk in a forest and typically gets lost. This time, though, she doesn't get lost. Here's her way home, but she's tempted to go visit her old friend, a witch, who lives in that forest. Esme has an amazing riddle, and it's pretty hard, so she thinks she has a good chance of winning the witch's cat. So Esme goes to the witch's house and offers the following. I bet you can't solve my riddle. If I'm right, your cat will go home with me. The witch believes she can solve any riddle, so she takes that risk. 
Esme puts a big, acute triangle on the table. Here, you can make 7 cuts to make this triangle disappear. Every piece you cut off that is an acute triangle will disappear. But if a triangle has an angle that is right or obtuse, that piece will stay. Once again, 7 cuts, and you have to make the whole triangle disappear. Not a single smallest piece can be left. So, how can the witch do that and keep her cat? Whenever you make a cut, it'll either produce two right angles or an acute and obtuse angle. The witch seems to be doomed, but then she looks at the pizza she hasn't finished. When you cut into more than four pieces, all angles are acute. The problem is that a pizza is round, and we're dealing with a triangle. Still, the trick also works with other shapes, like hexagons and pentagons. Good for the witch, she can make a pentagon out of this acute triangle by making just two cuts. The small cut-off triangles are acute, and they disappear. Now, the witch needs to deal with the pentagon like she does with a pizza. Cut it into five pieces using the last five cuts. That's a success story. Hey, we know you like the cat, Esme, but maybe get one of your own. Okay, do you think you can crack another one? I promise it's the last one for today, and it's quite fun. No more geometry. Here's how the story goes. A thousand years ago, six siblings founded a magical school. Ingram, Regalia, and Corona are witches, and Agnard, Ardumo, and Modnar are wizards. A pair of siblings found a house each, and the names of those houses are Rymeth, Madlow, and Demora. All six of them also founded the fourth house, named after their seventh sibling, who went missing when they were young. You are invited to study in the magical school. But as you arrive, you have to be sorted into your house. You have to put your hand on the sorting book and wait for its decision to light up on the cover. When you do it, the book sees potential in you. So instead of sorting you into one of the three houses right away, it gives you an opportunity to get into the fourth house where the most gifted young magicians go. To prove that you're good enough to be sorted into that house, you have to solve the sorting riddle. The task is to guess the name of the special house, which no one but its students knows. But you have some guidelines that can serve as hints. First, you have to find out who founded which house. Here are some statements. Every house was founded by a brother and a sister. Corona and Regula found Rymouth and Madlow, but not necessarily in this order. Ingram and Ardumo founded Madlow and Demora, but not necessarily in this order. Agnard and Regala founded the same house. Now, after you figure it out, the next step is to guess the name of the secret house. To find it out, find what all siblings have in common. So, are you gifted enough to get sorted into that special house? First, you have to find out who founded which house. So, the pair is always a brother and sister. Let's look at conditions 2 and 3. Each of them mention Madlow. Both Corona and Regala are sisters, which means that no matter who founded Madlow, it already has a sister founder. Therefore, Ingram, who is also a witch, couldn't have founded this house which means that Madlow was founded by Ardumo, so Ingram founded Damora. Agnard founded the same house with Regala, so it was Modnor who founded Damora with Ingram. Therefore, 
it only leaves us with Rymuth for Agnar and Regala. Finally, Corona founded Mad Love. Okay, great. Now we have to figure out the name of the fifth house. What do the siblings have in common? Of course, all of them have the letter R in their names. Let's put them in the order of appearance of the letter in their names, starting with Regala. Under each of their names, let's put the name of the house they founded. Now, the respective letters under each R form the name Radota. That's the name of their missing sister, and that's what the fourth house is called. So, pal, if you figured it out, congratulations, and welcome home. Mary runs a beauty salon. Hello. She arrives at work in the morning and sees one odd thing. Can you spot what's wrong with this place? The mirror images of these two clients are swapped. Mary says hi to all employees, but there's one imposter among them. Can you tell who? This guy over here. Cutting hair doesn't require kitchen ladles. One of the clients is unhappy about her haircut. She approaches Mary and demands her money back. Mary asks two of her best hairdressers, Ladies, who did this haircut? Nina says, It was Sarah! And Sarah blames Nina. Can you guess who actually did the haircut? It was Sarah. The client's little purple hairs are still on her black dress. Mary is taller than Sarah, and Nina is shorter than Mary. We know that only one of the following statements is correct. 1. Sarah is taller than Nina. 2. Nina is taller than Sarah. 3. It cannot be determined if Nina or Sarah is the tallest. Can you guess which one? Statement 3 is correct. The only thing that we know for sure is that Mary is the tallest. If Nina and Sarah have different heights, one of the other statements is also correct. But if Nina and Sarah have the same height, none of the other two statements are correct. Mary walks around the beauty salon to check if everything's fine. Can you find any odd details in this picture? There's a snake hiding in this woman's dreadlocks. After work, Mary is visiting her boyfriend, Steve, at the police station. Steve is a detective. He just finished interrogating these three criminals. One of these guys is planning to escape tonight. Can you guess who? There's a nail file in this guy's cake, so he's the one who's planning to escape. Mary and Steve are having a romantic walk in the park late at night. Can you see anything weird here? There are two moons in the sky. Oh my god! Suddenly, a thief pops out of nowhere, grabs Mary's bag, and runs away. Oh no. Steve follows him, but the thief runs into a nightclub and blends in with the crowd. The thief was wearing a mask, so Steve couldn't see his face. Can you help him catch the criminal?
The thief was wearing a gold watch on his right hand, just like this guy. The next day, Mary is holding a workshop for hairdressers. There are 10 students in one classroom. Each person can see the entire room and everyone else. Mary wants to place a wig so that all but one person can see it. Where would you place the wig in the room? She should put the wig on anyone's head. Mary looks out the window and sees a football team in front of the beauty salon. Each guy is holding a sign with some inscription. Can you guess who the message is for? One of the football players is asking Emily out on a date. At the end of her working shift, Mary goes to the basement to check the drinking water supply. Suddenly, the door slams and she has to find an alternative way out. Mary walks through a creepy basement and finds three doors. A tunnel behind the first door is on fire. Behind the second door, there are UV lamps. And behind the third door, there are angry tigers waiting to jump on Mary. Which door should she choose? The first one. She can use a couple of the drinking water bottles and put out the fire. There are three ladies waiting in line for a manicure, but one of them cannot get her nails done. Can you tell who? This lady. Take a look at the reflection. It's just a cardboard cutout. The working day is over at 8 p.m. All the employees go home and Mary remains alone. She puts all the cash in the safe locker and goes home too. In the morning, she returns and finds out that all the cash is gone. She calls the police and they question three suspects. Nina, the hairdresser, says, I finished with my last client at 6 p.m. and left right away. Emma, the cleaning lady, says, I cleaned all of the studio after Mary left. Then I locked the door and went home. I didn't notice anything suspicious. Sarah says, I was waiting for my last client until 7.30, but he didn't show up. So I rescheduled the appointment for today and went home. Who's lying? Emma. Mary was the last person to leave the workplace yesterday. Mary goes on a date to a restaurant. Her boyfriend brings her flowers and chocolates. In the morning, she wakes up with a severe allergy. She goes to the hospital. Doctors find out that she was poisoned, but they don't know what kind of antidote she needs. Mary needs to identify the source quickly, so she hires a detective. He questions everyone who could give the allergen to Mary. Steve, the boyfriend, says, We had the same food and drinks in the evening. I don't understand how it could happen. Pizza Guy says, I brought her pizza yesterday, but it was all right for sure. No one else complained about anything. And Bella, Mary's bestie, says, I think it's her boyfriend's fault. He called me and asked what kind of flowers Mary liked. Who caused Mary's allergy? Bella. She advised Steve to give Mary allergenic flowers. Mary gets well and goes back to work. She arrives at her beauty salon and sees these three clients. Only one of them is a natural blonde. Can you guess who? The first lady has black armpit hair, 
and the third lady has dark roots and eyebrows. Therefore, they are not natural blondes. And this elegant lady with green hair has light eyebrows and eyelashes. <laughs> which means she's the only natural blonde among these three people. Suddenly, all the lights in the beauty salon turn off. Thankfully, in a few seconds, the light is back again. But Emily yells, Someone stole my chocolate bar! Mary interrogates three suspects. Emily's client says, That wasn't me, I just got nail polish applied. And I'm still waiting for it to dry. Nina says, I'm afraid of the dark, so when the lights went out, I just froze. And Angela says, Someone pushed me in the dark and I fell on the floor. Who took the chocolate bar? Angela, she has crumbs on her cheek. Steve wants to give Mary a legendary gift for her birthday, but he has absolutely no idea what to get her. He decides to sneak into her laptop and check out her shopping cart. Mary goes to the bathroom and Steve sneaks into her room and turns on the laptop. It requires a password, but Steve doesn't know it. Luckily, there's a note next to Mary's laptop saying 6226. Sam tries it, but it doesn't work. Can you crack the password? Steve should try 222-222-66. Mary puts her stuff in the storage room and leaves for a while. When she returns, she notices that someone has stolen her bag. The manager calls the police and locks the doors. A policeman comes over and identifies three suspects. The hairdresser had a live stream with her Instagram followers. The manicurist says that she was focused on her work. And the cleaner says that he was washing the floor and he didn't notice anyone suspicious. Have you guessed who the thief is? The hairdresser. Take a look at her earrings. She left one of them at the crime scene. Mary gives her student Nancy a tricky task. She gives her three boxes. Each of the boxes contains hair extensions of a certain color in two statements. In one of the boxes, two statements are false. In the other boxes, both statements are true. Let's open up the first box. The two notes say, one, don't use this color. Two, don't take the color from the second box. The two notes from the second box say, one, don't use the color from the first box. Two, and take the color from the third box. And finally, the notes in the third box say, one, don't use this color. Two, take the color from the first box. Which color should Nancy choose to pass the test? Nancy should choose the color from the third box. 